नमस्ते देसी कन्यास पॉडकास्ट में आपका स्वागत है वेलकम टू ऑल आर वंडरफुल लिसनर्स टुडे सीजन फिनाले एपिसोड वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट गर्ल्स एंड वॉन्डरलस घूमना कौन नहीं पसंद करता वी ऑल लव ट्रैवलिंग सो मच एंड स्पेशली सोलो ट्रैवलिंग इज ऑन एवरीवंस माइंड तो आज के हमारे गेस्ट हैं दिनाज राय सिंघानी aka backpacking indian mama she is an indian army officer's wife and has a daughter aged 5 she has traveled across 17 countries and 23 states in india with her family and she solo backpacked to three destination with her toddler across germany in 2016 successfully followed it up with a trip to cambodia and subsequently to barcelona in 2019 having backpacked across multiple countries with a little kid i thought we should listen to her story and because she is trying to encourage more indian mothers to take a backpack traveling with their children and i personally have been following dinaz's journey since 2016 and a big fan of her and she is inspired definitely to take like you know backpacking trips and i have been able to especially incorporate her trips in my trip to bhutan with my family of course it wasn't solo but nonetheless i did take all the tips that she was providing um dinas also writes about travel and parenting in several publications she has delivered two TEDx talks based on her travel journey with her child and she has been featured in multiple platforms including the Hindu Indian Express Travel and Leisure Reporter to name some and right now this busy mama is currently working as a UGC doctoral research fellow at the Department of Media and Communication Pune University and she also manages to freelance travel right and she is a mom blogger hi dinas i am beyond thrilled to have you on desi kanya's podcast hi nithya so nice to uh, connect with you here thank you so much for having me on your show dinas tell us how and what motivated you to start your solo travel with your baby and you know as i said hum sab women hum log sab chahte hain ki solo travel kabhi na kabhi kare especially after having a child especially like you need some time for yourself so should a woman who has been wanting to travel on her own how should they motivate herself or wo kaise ye adventure start kar sakte hain sure so uh, i'll go with my personal experience first and then go on to what um, you know how a woman can motivate herself so uh, when i was pregnant with my first child I had a dream desire to plan a trip with her after she's born and uh, I sort of promised myself that I would take her to a foreign country and it would be a country with bo- which both of us would see for the first time. So that country turned out to be Germany because we were anyway planning to go to Europe with uh, my husband and we did about seven countries including uh, ones in Scandinavia. And once we reached Germany, he uh, went back. He went back to India and I did German three cities in Germany with my daughter. in 2016 and that was my first experience and i wanted it to be that way so i had booked tickets separately from him and then i had booked uh, hostels and everything separately after he came back so that stretch is when i actually started my backpacking journey it wasn't um something that i consciously thought of i just thought that i will take it as it comes and i just left and everyone back home was very worried of course because it, she was just a year old and it was my first time in europe as well i had never been to europe before and uh, it wasn't country that also did not speak and uh, speak english 
so uh, so these these kind of barriers were there of course i was asked to come back home and you know with the husband and um, asked to like you know keep the baby's safety in mind but i said ki you know isse jo bura hona hai you know wo to india mein bhi hoga jahan pe we like you know across the road something can happen but um, but since i had always wanted to and uh, since she was in my womb i had always wanted to um, take her somewhere i planned to do that i went to germany and um, we stayed in youth hostels slept on bunk beds to public transport walked around with her extensively and all i had with me was a rucksack a baby stroller a carrier a baby carrier and well my baby so um, so that's how we did it and uh, regarding the other point of the question of how should a woman motivate herself so i think um, for any woman who wishes to start her own journey of solo traveling it can be a chance to really connect with yourself away from the humdrum of like routine life away from friends and family so um for me also i always had a desire to travel and discover more places but probably i travel also because i want to learn more about myself and traveling on your own kind of gives you that perspective so um so for a lot of people um they have different kind of dreams but for me more than dreaming of of a huge house and all the luxuries in the world what kind of rocks my boat is just being able to tick off places from a world map and planning the next unexplored destination so i i think um a woman should try to motivate herself first rather than anyone else once she has motivated herself in her mind and is absolutely sure that this is what i want to do then comes the next step of you know planning the trip and just going and doing it and see how, seeing how it feels for the first time true jaise ki aapne kaha we all need to get away from the humdrum of life can you please share ki jab hum log solo travel karte hain so how it benefits our minds yeah sure so solo travel is actually something that is a release at least for me and it is an answer to detoxifying from all the stress all the exhaustion that life uh, kind of brings with it the very feeling of disconnecting from what is going on feeling the breeze in your hair or however romantic it may sound or witnessing something fascinating like a sunset from a totally new destination or trying out a new cuisine or even interacting with someone from another state or country while traveling is what makes me want to travel more so i don't think anyone can ever give up on this feeling you know the emotions that we experience of happiness of excitement about seeing a new place um of exhilaration are all kind of endorphins that release in the body and um the mind responds to what you experience for the first time and if you're doing it all alone it gives you a different kind of satisfaction and not only that um solo traveling opens up your personality gives you opportunities to find yourself um you have a chance to have conversations with your, with yourself cook a meal for yourself sit alone for hours and contemplate on what is it that you actually seek different kinds of opportunities um learning learning new languages traveling walking living with strangers who later become your friends so always having a support or traveling in your own cocoon will never give you these kind of experiences so i think solo traveling does a lot to the mind and the body i i like where you said about the languages because my trip to paris it was kind of your sort of a similar thing but you know my i was accompanied by my husband but then he was on his work travel so he could not like come with me during the daytime so i would just put my baby on like on baby beyond and i'll just go without knowing the language and i think i might have picked up few 
slangs here and there in French. And I think like I was able to bargain quite a bit in terms of shopping as well because of what I picked up. And similarly, I did that with um, my trip to Ecuador, which was like really beautiful. And again, like picking up that local language and knowing about the culture and speaking to those locals, it just literally like, you know, opens up your perspective about world. Absolutely, absolutely. Very right about that. Ecuador is also one country I've been eyeing for a long time. So that's fantastic. Oh, you should totally go there. And it's very kid friendly place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been reading quite a bit of articles uh, about backpacking since quite a long time. And there have been a lot of blogs on how like travel has changed over the years. I want to speak about in terms of Indian geography and topography. How has it changed uh, from what it was before? Yeah, so it's changed quite a bit, Nithya. Um, let me start with probably the concept of backpacking and how it came to India and when it started in India. So the concept of backpacking is like relatively new in India as compared to the West, where it started in the 60s and 70s. And um, overlanding across countries, primarily being your own beast of burden or hitchhiking, working as you travel, community living are all concepts that began with the advent of the hippie trail in the West which used to be a route from Central America across Central Asia, covering different countries along the route and finally entering India and Nepal. So uh, although a lot of uh, a handful of Indians uh, picked up this alternative style of travel, adapted it and traveled along these lines, Indians per se picked it up much later. So um, we don't really have the concept of a gap year also in India, you know, where students kind of take off for a year after they graduate to explore the world. And uh, the concept of family in India is so deep rooted here that taking off on your own is either considered like, you know, that you're ascetic and you're seeking divine learning or is it is regarded as something only people with alternative lifestyles can do, associating the term hippie with it. So um, in terms of Indian topography and geography, um, I think Indians are now finding it much easier to travel across destinations because of better connectivity of flights, trains, and also um, national highways. Um, with an increase in habitation and also opening up of, say, more destinations to the public for tourism, there's been neglect of areas which were under protected cover, such as wildlife sanctuaries or high altitude areas in the mountains, which were earlier inaccessible or were only under military access. With the advent of technology, um, Google Maps, opening up of hostels, homestays, Airbnbs everywhere, Indians now have started exploring backpack travel a lot more in the last decade, I would say. And um, they now also have hostels in Kaza, in Spiti Valley, in Ladakh, their GPS directions to almost everywhere. And you have TripAdvisor and bloggers helping everyone with the way to go forward. So Indians are kind of keen to take off in groups as couples or even solo a lot. Right. I want to have your opinion on that because when we travel to the east of India, Assam specifically and Kaziranga National Park, I felt that there were not many tourists in the park. Mm. But having said that, like you said that it has changed so much, I found like the park was maintained so well because you know I, I live here in San Diego and the national parks are maintained very very well. I was very impressed but do you think we still need to open up those areas more to tourism in India? It, it is like a double-edged sword you know you can open up more areas yes but then at the cost of what again because um, with India there's no really set 
no set laws on conservation and protection apart from very designated wildlife sanctuaries and parks and the minute you start uh, over tourism in these areas it's going to be a lot more pollution a lot more um, you know carbon footprint and there's also going to be threat to the species living in these areas so um so i would say that not really doing that and um, probably having a kind of laws natural uh, conservation laws in place wildlife protection laws in place so that people even if they enter or access those areas have kind of you know certain limitations um there are limitations when you enter wildlife sanctuaries in india but then other areas also for example the pingong so the overdone pingong so lake in ladakh now which has almost um, now it's inaccessible of course thanks to china but then um it used to be so overcrowded with tourists um and it never used to be like that when i had gone previously so just seeing that change really breaks my heart and i just hope that over tourism does not kill the beauty of uh, you know the country um that being said of course there are areas that we need to explore more more um areas that need tourism because the local communities um at are um will do all they can to support uh, you know tourism and they want that kind of attention because um we only know about very mainstream states and mainstream areas in indian tourism uh, the concept of incredible india but we don't really know about a lot of remote far flung places which are desperately in the need um you know for tourism and i think a lot of tourism companies are doing a great deal uh, in in trying to sort of inculcate sustainable practices so yeah 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 that's why i asked because i felt that the locals are doing really a very good job in kaziranga and the resorts were maintained very very well so i i was like you know shocked why there were not many tourists there and plus the tea estates and you know the local women working there it was pretty pretty beautiful you know very beautiful place moving on do you think that ek jagah ka ek destination ka topography limits us as women and has it personally limited your travel jab aap apne daughter ke sath travel karte hain Hmm yeah it does so that's a very good question um i think the first time also that i decided to travel on my own uh when she was 16 months and we went to europe we consciously chose europe because it would be much easier to sort of um you know go uh, with a baby that as young as a year old and when i wanted to do it as a solo parent um i chose germany because of the ease of travel the public transport availability and the ease of finding things everywhere So Germany was fantastic for a mother like me and her year old baby we learned a lot but we also enjoyed the ease with which we were able to walk extensively across different cities in the country and um, also the ease with which we were able to take trains or buses you know so the same experience may have been a little more difficult with a year old baby in India talking of different kinds of terrain i'm keen to travel to spiti valley because of its topography um i've been to ladakh and jnk but i've never really been to spiti valley and that's something that i've been putting off because my daughter was little and may not have been able to sustain a solo trip with me also the oxygen levels are slightly lower and the terrain is little arduous for a 2 year old or a 3 year old but now that she's 5 i feel like she may be ready to travel alone with me to these kind of destinations or even mountainous areas in the northeast that i would really like to explore with her so um as a family we did her first um, international trip to bhutan and bhutan is a country that's surrounded by greenery altitude and mountains and uh, we chose this because we wanted to make her experience trekking of course on our backs and um, make her experience a proper road trip where we would be on the road for hours in the mountains 
so we consciously took that decision because i had the support of my husband and i knew that you know in case of something at least one of us would be able to handle the baby but when you're taking uh, solo trips with a baby it's very important when the child is younger to sort of um take care of a lot of things not only yourself but the baby's physical and cognitive development at that time and where they have reached um for example very physical movements like the development of the spine or the neck muscles or the ability for the head to stand up straight so if you're taking them to a very very um high altitude and a very a uh, difficult uh, sort of a terrain it will be very um medically um unsafe for the child to travel at such a young age so i would say give it that time for the child to also develop uh, a kind of psychomotor abilities and then try to plan your trip nice um i still remember my heart trek to um, paro taksang in bhutan <laughs> wow okay yeah i i did that with uh, my baby carrier and i successfully did it but as you said it was it was quite challenging i wanted to ask you because you've traveled so much and you've seen so many places क्लाइमेट चेंज इज रियल तो जब हम हम एनवायरमेंट के बारे में बात करते हैं फ्रॉम योर एक्सपीरियंस कैन यू शेयर विद आर लिसनर्स कि ओवर द ईयर्स वक्स के साथ कैसे एनवायरमेंट चेंज हो रहा है पोल्यूशन बढ़ रहा है क्लाइमेट चेंज के लिए कैसा हो गया है अभी ट्रैवलिंग या सो बहुत ही यू नो रियल क्वेश्चन है इज क्लाइमेट चेंज एज रियल इज रियल कैन बी एंड आई हैव सीन द चेंज इज वेल ट्रैवलिंग ओवर द ईयर्स in uh, pristine destinations such as ladakh like i just mentioned where over tourism is taking place and there's so much litter that never used to be there in the first place that it was only open to them and it's it's really bad now and um, you know now that the tourism has stopped again and i don't know uh, when it will be accessible to the public now that that conflict is going on but then um, ladakh is such a beautiful um, you know terrain to explore it has you know different kind of mountains different colored mountains and then it's just a feeling like nothing else that i've seen or felt in india but the but the way that uh, you know over tourism changed the place and it became somewhat uh, overdone really pained me and um, also areas like where fresh water lakes were there are only filled with loose mud and animals straying in those areas in in a lot of states you'll see that um the weather in certain places in europe is so much hotter now than it used to be before and people are complaining about the scorching summers in spain or italy or even the uk for that matter and um, these used to be coveted destinations in indian summer season you know people would escape to these places for respite um and also places in the northeast of india such as shillong which never required any room fans because it would be so cool and breezy all around, all year round are uh, now having to deal with heat and much warmer weather um polar ice caps are melting there's a significant increase in water levels because of ice melts um and there's so many more droughts and floods taking place um i visited kerala before the floods and it was so devastating to see the effect of the floods on their livelihoods and the way it impacted their tourism so when i'm based currently also the city of pune used to be much much cooler when i first came to study here in um, early 2000s and we never really had so many air conditioned cars or ac homes as we have now and uh, the climate was so good all year round and people from mumbai would come to just enjoy the weather but now the city has gotten so much warmer and polluted there's construction everywhere so many trees were felled to do this and it's just very heartbreaking to see places you love and have lived in to go through these um, drastic changes to more we have to be more conscious now um 
आई एम श्योर विद द राइज ऑफ लाइक स्मार्टफोन्स अभी जैसे हम लोग ट्रैवल करते हैं कहीं से भी व्हाट्सएप कर दिया कहीं से भी बोल दिया कि वी आर सेफ यू नो प्लानिंग वी आर प्लानिंग एप्स हैं दुनिया भर के एप्स हैं रिसोर्सेज हैं तो डेफिनेटली ओवर द ईयर्स एज वीमेन इट हैज़ डेफिनेटली एम्पावर्ड अस टू एक्सप्लोर वेर वी वॉन्ट टू गो अलोन और यू नो जो भी हम करना चाहते हो बट जब भी मैं वीमेन सोलो ट्रैवलिंग के बारे में गूगल करती हूँ द फर्स्ट सर्च ऑलवेज यील्स इज टॉप टिप्स फॉर वीमेन सेफ्टी एंड दैट्स टू फ्रॉम नैट जियो राइट एंड आई वॉन्ट टू आस्क यू कि वेन ट्रैवलिंग अलोन स्पेशली इंडियन सब कॉन्टिनेंट में वी हैव अ रेपूटेशन इन योर ओपिनियन is solo traveling in india overly projected as unsafe for women hmm hmm that's a that's a great question again and i think you're right about that um, the general idea of um, india is seen uh, to the west as unsafe now and more of in the recent years also because of media reports and everything and i would blame the the media also for projecting it as more of an unsafe country and a rape a country or whatever you know that people hear but um that being said i do not want to trivialize this issue while speaking about women's safety in india and i definitely don't want to be generalizing the whole issue because a lot of um, things do happen but from my personal experiences i have never really faced too many issues while traveling within the country by myself and um i've been doing it for more than a decade now and i've taken all kinds of trips be it by road by state buses or railways and flights and um I've always found good people, very warm people along the way, and I've learned a lot from them. And uh, while this is true about the larger aspect of traveling as a woman, I do have to regard safety as something that a woman in India or anywhere needs to be aware of. Um, not because something might happen to her, but because people everywhere may not react the same way to seeing a woman travel by herself. So um, we definitely need the research beforehand, and we need to be alert while, say, walking back to our accommodation or taking a train at night. or even attending a festival because of the huge population in india um that being said crime happens everywhere and from our own admissions we have seen crimes against women happening across the world there's way more mugging and robbery in the few of the first world countries now where there's no gun control and cases of stabbing and running away or robbery are reported every day so it's not as if india is the most unsafe in the entire world but yeah with your own personal instinct and few safety precautions there's no reason why a woman cannot and should not travel alone and um, women are actually traveling across the country living in remote parts trekking tripping exploring the beauty of this country all by themselves so i definitely do not see india as most unsafe for women who travel solo so i want to move on to our next segment of conscious traveling i'm coming back to my question from uh, the previous segment Uh, when i read about tips on uh, safely traveling alone as a woman they are like you know you have to recognize where the local women are standing you go there and things like that and um, over the years definitely like you know pehle to passport mein bhi um, mrs for example mrs john do you were not like you know you not a woman would not even get a passport earlier way back in the 50 60s so abhi at least we have the liberty in our hands to go explore with safely everywhere with the smartphones so what would you advise on safely traveling alone for women from personal experience basic tips basic tips i would say be alert always read traveler reviews of a property before you book it not only on their website but also aggregator sites and blogs and ask 
fellow women for tips from their experiences. Carry a pepper spray along. I do that as well. I know it's like um, it's said to death, but then it may be useful. I've never used it, but then I've heard of people who've used it. And um, never give out your current live location when you are at a destination and you are by yourself. Like don't put it on social media. I'm here right now and I'm alone and I'm enjoying myself. And, you know, you could always be tracked. So you could always post a day later after you leave, leave that location just to be on the safe side and uh, read up on the culture of the destination you're traveling to and try to sort of intermingle and help the local communities rather than sticking out like a button and always ask locals for help. I do this all the time, especially in countries where they don't really speak, like you said, Paris, a lot of English and it always helps to ask locals. Um, Try to learn a few basic words or phrases in the local language if you will be taking public transport and um, like you, it's also literally saved my life many times just knowing a few basic phrases like where's the bus stand or when is the next train or please could you help me or thank you in local language. <coughs> Sorry. So these um, come a long way in helping you in- intermingle with people if you're traveling with a young baby. And you'll automatically notice that people immediately become more friendly when they see you with a baby and they'll often offer help without asking. So... Um, Basic tips again, try to inform your hostel when you're stepping out. Leave them a number to call you on if possible. And uh, also take note of the Indian embassy in every country just in case. And try to make friends if you're staying at a hostel. Make plans with them so you don't have to be, have to be by yourself all the time. And uh, also just keep changing your routine. Don't like take the same road back to your room. Or don't follow a clockwork routine when alone because these are things that criminals mostly observe when they want to mug or attack a woman alone. And uh, in general, just keep your eyes and ears open and you'll be fine. And there's no need to panic and to believe everyone who says so-and-so place is unsafe when they've not even gone there. And I've had people telling me that multiple times that, you know, you will go there, you'll get mugged and come back and all this will happen to you. But none of that sort has happened. So see it for yourself and then decide. How do we consciously, sustainably travel bahut pollution bad gaya hai east mein like garmi badhti ja rahi hai how can one be very conscious of how well and sustainably they are traveling wherever they are going we can actually do a lot if we wish to travel sustainably we can start with things as basic as carrying your own water bottle and your own straw and uh, we can try to reduce our carbon footprint by taking fewer flights and i always say that and it's more important now more than ever because locals need more help so ditch those foreign destinations or if you're in, in your in a country for instance try to explore within the country rather than taking a flight uh, go by road um, we can help local communities by traveling more within the country um, uh, taking local transport hiring local people for say guided walks or even buy the local stuff they produce um, the lesser plastic we carry along with us the better it will be for the local environment so just ditch those plastic bags and opt for reusable cloth bags instead I've started doing that and my um, I mean I've also noticed a change in the way that I behave when I pack and I behave when I um, or I or I used to behave when I used to travel uh, like say a decade earlier and this sort of consciousness did not really um, you know step into my mind or my habits so much and now over the last five years I've started to consciously pack things and use things that will not harm the environment or not leave uh, a bad footprint anywhere. So I think everyone has started sort of 
coming coming around to the fact that uh, like you said climate change is real and to accept that we'll have to take our own baby steps um or uh, a lot of people also want to do like experiential travel and experiencing things like a road trip from manali to leh chai in shimla's mall road or seeing the sunrise from tiger hill or even going to everest base camp like suddenly there like 100 people going to everest base camp and um, you see all these posts so these are things that have increased over the years because of our references from popular culture and um, everyone suddenly wants to go to pengong so and sit there on the three idiots bike and everyone suddenly wanted to go to dubrovnik and king's landing because of game of thrones but uh, these are reasons that are leading to pollution and climate change and a lot more carbon footprint than was obvious in the last decades so i'd say ditch the overdone routes and try to explore smaller places and try giving back to the local communities when you're traveling very right dinas lastly please jo women uh, or the girls who have been wanting to start their solo traveling journey please unke liye give us like a beginner travel destination from where they can start their journey sure so there are several actually um for a beginner i'd say countries with a well laid out public transport system because if you're going to be essentially backpacking backpacking which is like taking only public transport or staying in um you know a community um sort of a hostel or a homestay and you're going to be ditching um private transport or even not taking a single taxi then you'll have to figure out routes or places with a well laid out public transport system and more connectivity and uh, with a lot of accessibility of hostels and homestays so anywhere in western europe would be fabulous for a beginner backpacker uh, backpacker and um, it's really easy to sort of traverse along the continent on trains the subway systems are all well laid out and the buses do arrive on time the same might not be true in different cities in india so a first time backpacker may sort of get a setback or drastic setback of you know this didn't work because mujhe hostel ka route hi nahi pata tha aur pura road hi toota hua tha i didn't get anything and i'm never going to do it again so i'm saying that if you want to have a positive experience go with easier destinations that are well laid out and where the public transport system is very very efficient this is very important so that would give a person who's backpacking for the first time a lot more confidence and they can try it out again and um, within if uh, india of course northeast states and places like rajasthan rajasthan is totally i mean it's it's very overrated also but at the same time it's fabulous for people who just want to who just want uh, rajasthan is fabulous for people who just want to go on their own for the first time and explore the different cities there's a lot of uh, public transport also available and the place is absolutely beautiful um then there's kerala or hampi or pondicherry which are great first time destinations that a person can just reach uh, you know take a flight or take a train from one state to the other land there take local buses and then reach uh, those particular places and then just everything is walkable like places like pondicherry everything is walkable or you can just take a rickshaw or anything you know to go from one place to the other so these are great first time destinations that a person can backpack to um outside india again i think singapore dubai are fantastic in terms of how easy it is to travel across the country as a backpacker um scandinavia is great if you want to do that from west europe and those um nordic belt countries are extremely beautiful they speak a lot of english the people are warm and friendly so those would be good um i even found new zealand to be a very warm and welcoming country and it's really a gem in the other part of the world but new zealand has a problem with public transport access across the country and you 
sort of need a private vehicle from to travel from one part to the other. The places are very far and there's no bus connectivity as such. Like I said, um, all of these destinations are unique in their own way. And uh, but they're very well attuned to the first time traveler. Very nice. Thank you for sharing that, Dinaz. To all our wonderful listeners, please go check out um, Dinaz's, aka Backpacking Indian Mama, social media on Instagram as she regularly creates content for Instagram and blogs around the theme of traveling with young, active children. And even if you don't have kids, please take inspiration. I hope we have inspired you enough to go start your solo journey. And for as for me, dear husband, if you haven't received the memo yet, you are going to very, very soon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic ending. And Nitya, um, I can't thank you enough. It was a pleasure speaking with you and answering so many interesting questions. And um, I really hope that I've helped uh, someone somewhere who's might be listening to this and planning her, you know, very own solo trip or with her child. So I wish all of you all the best and travel as soon as all of this is over. I am sure you have definitely inspired someone somewhere. Thank you so much, everybody. With this, we're going to end our season two of Desi Kanya's podcast. I want to personally thank everyone for encouraging Desi Kanya's podcast, listening to us, subscribing to us. I hope you all stay healthy and happy. Take care. Bye-bye.